Welcome to the Vintage Church Podcast. You're listening to a teaching message by Vintage Church in Harker Heights, Texas. Whenever and wherever you are listening to this, our hope is that you are encouraged and challenged by this message and that you are inspired to take your next step with Jesus. For more information, please visit us at vintage.church or follow us on Facebook by searching Vintage Church TX. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Vintage Church. My name's Stephen. I'm one of the pastors here, and I am super excited for a brand new series we start today. We're together over the next several weeks. We're going to be studying all about the Bible, how it's a foundation for our life as believers. I'm super excited to jump into this series. I want to encourage you, if if I have not had a chance to meet you, whether uh, you're here in the room or you're visiting online, I want to encourage you to make it to one of our locations. If you're here in the room, I'd love to meet you in the guest suite. would love to connect with you, really dig deeper into all that God has for you here at Vintage, really help you take your next step. I also want to encourage you, you know, at the beginning of a new series, we do teaching series small groups here. It is a great time to get into a small group. You know, there's only so much connection we can have uh, when everyone's facing uh, one person. But when you get into a circle and you dig deeper, you can have conversations that really allow you uh, to apply the content. This series is going to be all about how God's word is so invaluable to the believer. You know, how many of you, like as we jump into week one, really lay the foundation, how many of you have ever wondered, which way to go. You know, how many of you, I I remember one time years ago, we were driving in another state. This state was a lot lower to sea level. And so the trees were really, really tall. I believe it was Alabama. And I remember we were really trying to see there weren't any street lights or lamps. And we were trying to look for the on-ramp onto the highway. But because there was no light, we just, we weren't sure if we were going to go into the ditch or if we were going to get on the road. And I remember finally we got onto this on-ramp and we got onto the road and all we had was our little headlights. And man, it was pitch dark. And I got to be honest with you, it was really, really unnerving. It was really unnerving. Did you know sometimes life can be that way too, especially if you follow Jesus. Sometimes you're, you're, you're kind of wondering which way to go. You're kind of unnerved by maybe the darkness that surrounds you. But what we learn is the word of God is a great light that lights up our Path. I don't know about you, but I'm much more comfortable in a room full of light than I am in the dark. Look what the Bible says in Psalm chapter uh, 119, verse 105. It says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet, and look, a light for my path. You know, it's funny when we talk about light and darkness and travel, but the reality is, you know, we can be walking throughout life and we're not really sure which way to go. We're not sure if that decision that we make is right. We're not really sure if we're standing on solid ground or if that's the wise thing to do. This is why we need the Bible. It teaches us what's true and what isn't. Psalm 138 verse 2 says this, I will worship towards your holy temple, the psalmist writes, and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above your name. Did you know in moments when you're not sure what's right or wrong, what's true or false, God's given us his truth, his word, and he, he says he's elevated it above his name. You know, somebody's name isn't worth much if they don't keep their word. Did you know the Bible is true and God always keeps 
his word. God keeps his word. Luke chapter 1 verse 37 says this, for the word of God will never fail. You know, the truth is me and you, we try things, we do things and we fail and there's at times where we don't succeed and we end up getting into trouble. But did you know when we're living out God's word, we can trust that it's a solid foundation because it never fails. We can put our hope in a lot of things that will eventually fail, but God's word is not one of them. First Peter chapter one, verse 24 says this, as the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flower fades. Look at this. But the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. God's words are eternal. His principles are immutable. And the great thing about the Bible is it teaches us so much about walking with God and learning to live and become more and more like Jesus. From beginning to end, the word gospel is the word good news. And this book from Genesis to Revelation teaches us the good news about God. You know, my personality, I absolutely love control. And so when I'm confronted with something, I don't know what to do, or I'm not really sure which way to go, or I'm confused, I tend to get a little insecure, a little anxious, a little frustrated. Okay. And I I remember years ago, I, I had somebody that was watching this happen in my life and I was a baby Christian. I was just learning to follow Jesus. And he, he saw I was getting kind of anxious and frustrated about a life decision. And this pastor loved me enough to pull me aside. I was in the church. And he said, you know, Stephen, here's the thing. There's going to be times in your life where you're anxious, where you're insecure, where your emotions are so strong, they're going to cloud what's right and wrong. You're going to be confused and you're not sure which way to go. And here's what you should do when you get to that place. He said this, a great advice that's going to be on the screen. When you don't know what you don't know, look what he says, go back to what you do know. The reality, friends, is there's a lot of things that we don't know about the world, that we don't know about certain situations or circumstances, but we do know God is true to his word. How tempting is it for us to forget in moments where we lose control uh, the truths, the simple truths of the Bible. It's actually in these moments that the solid rock of God's word is even more important in the life of a believer. You might be thinking, well, why in the world is God's mind better than our mind? Well, I'm really glad that you asked. Isaiah chapter 55 tells us how we're different. It says, God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. I love the emphasis here on higher. You know, the higher you are in elevation, the more perspective you have over your life. And I think sometimes believers, because we don't know God's word, we live at a much lower elevation and we're not able to see and to think like God sees and things. Now to be true, he's God, we're not. He's always going to be at a higher elevation. But as you and I grow in our faith, specifically in our understanding of his word, as we learn his ways, he elevates our perspective and we all live at a higher level. This week, that's really what we're doing with this entire series. And this week, we're going to learn how the Bible allows us to live at a higher level because it gives us instruction. Because, you know, the Bible is incredibly powerful in how it tells us how we're to live. Like, not just principles, but, 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 but hard facts that if you work the principles of Scripture, they always work for you. 
the Bible instructs us. This is really going to be the foundational message for the rest of our time together. So how does the Bible instruct us? Well, the first thing is the Bible can be trusted. Did you know there are lots of misinformation? There are lots of conspiracy theories. It seems like everybody nowadays has an agenda. They always want you to do something to push you somewhere. But God's word can be trusted because God is trustworthy. Did you know God will never tell you or instruct you to do something in your life that will hurt you? Like a good father, he has his word in there so that we can learn his ways and walk with him. The Bible can be trusted. You know, the Bible was inspired by the Holy Spirit. We know that's true because it was written by nearly 40 authors. These authors were all different kinds of professions at different socioeconomic levels. It was written by kings, priests, farmers, lawyers, tax collectors, fishermen, and more. It was written in a span of 1,500 years in three languages on three different continents. Today, the entire Bible has been translated into over 530 different languages, portions of it in 3,000 various languages. Not only is the Bible the best-selling book ever, every year, it's the best-selling book of all time. Nothing else is even close. Did you know that the printing press was actually invented to print the Bible? Every book we have started with this book. It's not just a great book, but modern forms of literature are here today, exist because of the Bible. It's also living and active. Did you know the Bible changes our perspective? I talked about living higher in God's ways. It teaches us his mind. The Bible says about itself that it's God-breathed, that it's alive and active. And I, I pastor a lot of people, and I've always thought, you know, there's believers around the world that only get portions of Scripture because it's outlawed in their nation. And I always kind of wondered, like, it, the average household I read uh, several years ago has over seven uh, Bibles in the house, but none of them they read. And so we have access to God's Word. I often have wondered, what is it that's holding us back from learning more about God? I think one of the big excuses is I don't understand I don't understand it. I open it up and it just, I don't really understand what it's saying. Did you know that the Bible is one big story that God shows us about himself, that we're here to understand? You know, the Bible, God gave the Bible to ordinary people. That excuse doesn't have to last. This is why it's so important. You get connected into church and you download a Bible app and you start really leaning into who God is. That's the purpose that we have as leaders and pastors in the body to help you understand God's word in a way to where you can apply it to your life. It's simply not a great excuse. Another excuse I hear all the time is, I don't really have time. To which case, I love reminding people, well, you have the same amount of time as anyone else. I wanna encourage you, as we open up God's word and we learn more about it, I, I want you to make some time and some space in your schedule over the next several weeks. As we jump into various books of the Bible and we learn more about its power and its foundation in our life, make some time for church. Like, don't miss church for the next several weeks. Be here. Soak it up. Make some time, if you haven't, to jump into a small group. It's amazing how when you reserve just a little bit of time, right, to learn more about God through the Bible and to connect with other Christ followers, how he meets you in this extraordinary Way. Again, the Bible is God-breathed. That means he speaks it to us. Now, if I asked you, would, it, would, would, would you want to have like a bat phone straight to God? All of you would say, yes, I absolutely would love that. Did you know that's what the Bible is? It teaches us about who God 
is. The Bible can be trusted. I want to encourage you as we go through this series, begin to allow God's word, right, to permeate your life. You can trust it. The next thing we see here is the Bible teaches us God's perspective. Again, we talk about this elevation we need to have as believers. You know, it seems like today everyone has an opinion about what you should do or what you shouldn't do. Everyone wants to tell you how to live, but can I assure you, only God's way is going to work in your life. Why? Because he created you. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12 says this, there is a path before each person that seems right, meaning everybody's doing it, but its end is death. Did you know that you will never be all that God's created you to be apart from a relationship with God? And you can't even know God apart from his word. You see, many of us live our lives as though God should be orbiting us You know, I say this a lot in our church, but I say, you know, God's first, even if he's not first in your life, he's still first. And as you and I can place him in that position, it's in that place that we're most blessed. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 9 says this, what sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator. Does a clay pot argue with its maker? Does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it, saying, stop, you're doing it wrong? Does the pot exclaim, how clumsy can you be? You don't read the Bible, really. The Bible reads you. This is the powerful, spirit-inspired part of God's word. It's inspired with the spirit of God, where when you're reading it, it's actually reading you. It's teaching you. Our heart should be, teach me, but also change me. James chapter 1, verse 25. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law, that's the Bible, that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. You know, a lot of us, even as well-meaning Christians, we tend to pray prayers where we ask God to bless what we're doing, to bless our plans. But did you know when we get the mind of God, when we learn his word, when we start to do the things he's already told us to do, we put ourselves into what he already blesses. That's powerful for the believers. It's not just propositional truth, but it's a relational truth. It's not just that's true, but that's true for me where I'm at right now. The next thing that we see as the Bible instructs us is the Bible teaches us the story of Jesus. Now, there's a word you're going to hear spoken a lot, and it's the word gospel. The word literally means good news. Did you know that from Genesis to Revelation, in the Old Testament, Jesus is veiled, but in the New Testament, Jesus is revealed. But the whole Bible, Old and New Testament, tell the story of Jesus. It's all about Jesus. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 say this plainly. It says, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Here's what everyone in this room knows. Our world is full of darkness. Darkness in the world, darkness in others, and yes, even darkness at times in us and in our flesh. And we can only come, overcome, rather, the darkness with the light. And it's so important that we understand that as believers. We try so many things, but really when we open up the light of God's word, that's where our healing is. The Bible teaches us the gospel story or message of 
Jesus. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 11, it says, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. Did you know each and every one of us have a deep need to be right with God? The reality is you can't skip God and live the life that you were created to live. Why? Because you're created being by God. The Bible says you were not only created by God, but you were created unique in his image. You and I need to be, we need to be, we need to belong. We need to be accepted. We need to know and be known. It isn't just a nice thing that we want, but it's actually essential to us. Just like oxygen, food, clothing, and shelters. And many of you in here, you've tried everything. You're trying to be fulfilled in these relationships and in these environments and with these behaviors. But the truth is you will never be fulfilled. And all God has created you to be apart from him. The Bible is the gospel. Cover to cover the story of Jesus. I want to give you some gospel basics that I think will really help you understand how the word instructs us specifically in what we're doing as Christians walking together in faith communities. Here's some gospel or good news basics. The first one is God created you to belong. You cannot escape it. You and I are created to belong, to desire to be known and to know others for relationship, to know that our lives matter, that we're worthy, that we're good enough, that we're loved and accepted. Here's a question I would ask you in your life. Do you ever feel like you don't belong? What if I told you that's not from God? The word of God says you were created to belong to God and to others. And yet when you look around our world, it seems like we're more connected superficially than ever. But we lack deep belonging. You know, sometimes to move forward, we have to go back. In this case, back to the beginning. The first pages of scripture, God teaches us about this need because this desire to belong comes from our creator. It comes from God. What do we learn? We go back. We learn that sin separates us from God. So we learn that God created us to belong, but then sin separates us from God. Romans 5, 12 says this, when Adam's sin, sin entered the world, Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone for everyone sinned. Now, when you understand this story in its context, you see the story of our world unfolding. You see how the world got the way that it's become, how we are so connected with technology, but so isolated. The consequences of this decision and our decisions in collusion with Adams has wreaked havoc in our world and in our lives personally, fundamentally changing how we relate to God and others. The truth is we can't get back without God's help and without his plan. This is why I love this verse in Romans 5.17, recounting the story of Genesis. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater, everyone say greater, even greater is God's wonderful grace and the gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Here's the next thing that we learn, a gospel basic. Jesus brings us back to God. You cannot have a relationship with your creator apart from the son of God. Jesus, who would be stripped of his own clothes, humiliated on another tree, cut off and isolated from everyone, abandoned even by his closest friends. One who, as the very embodiment of grace and truth, went the distance to find us in our place of hiding, to take our shame upon himself so that our wounds may be healed by his. The reality is Jesus restored our relationship with God and for those who believe in his name, he covers us, and when we open up scripture, it's alive and active in our life. 
Romans 10.9 tells us what we've got to do to receive it. It says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. John says this in John 1.12, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. This is central to the gospel message. It's central to how you and I interact with the Bible. Here we see that when we give our lives to Christ, we're now children of God. We relate to God differently. We relate to him as Father. And another place in scripture says, because of this, we're able to call him Abba, Father, which means like Papa or Daddy. It's a familiar relationship. You and I can't get the most from the Bible's instruction if we don't relate to him as a loving Father who just wants more for us than from us. It's central to the gospel message. The next thing we see, and this is so powerful, is Jesus brings us back to each other. Not only were we isolated by sin, but we were isolated in our own human relationships. Jesus wasn't just talking to his disciples, he's talking to us now. John 1, 12 says, but to all who believed and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Verse 13, they are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. John 3, 3 says it this way, when we give our lives to Christ, we are born again. Can I just tell you, as we open up this first message and we're talking about the indestructible word, the indestructible word is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the plan for you and I to be made right with God and to be born again into a new and better family. You know, not only are we born again as sons and daughters of God, but we're also born into this new family called the local church. And as we continue through this series, it is so important that members of God's own household, his sons and daughters, understand the power of his indestructible word. And so I just want to encourage you, lean in, bring a Bible to church, open up scripture when you wake up, and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you, not just as somebody who's a foreigner, but as somebody who's a son or a daughter. God's going to meet you where you are, and he's going to be with us in this series. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you so much, Lord, for the power of your word. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing in the lives of people because of your word. I thank you, God, that you have always wanted more for us than from us, and you've given us your word, your indestructible word in a destructible world to be able to learn and to lean into who you are so that we can experience a lasting and fulfilling relationship with you and with others. Father, I pray for our relationships. I pray for those within the sound of my voice that don't know you. I pray by your Holy Spirit they would be drawn to this good news as seen in the indestructible word. And I also pray, Father, for those of us who are grappling and learning and growing in our faith. I pray, God, that we would elevate your word above everything in our life. God, may everything we do bring glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. You can stay connected with us at vintage.church or on Facebook by searching Vintage Church TX. Here at Vintage, we believe that church is more than a place or a weekend activity. It's a spiritual family where Jesus is the center of our lives personally and our relationships collectively. If you're in the Harker Heights, Fort Hood area, we would love to have you join us this week. You can learn more about us, our service times, and plan your visit by checking out our website at vintage.church. We hope to see you soon.